Hello and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. And this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday, normal rhythms of life. And this segment of the podcast is called Theology for Everyone. We are slowly working our way through the Westminster Confession of Faith. We're doing this not in an um, kind of overly, you know, professional way, or we don't want to go too deep into the woods and get into a lot of the controversies. We want this to be theology for everyone. We, we, uh, we don't want to get lost in the weeds here or lose the forest for the trees. And so what we're trying to do is work through the confession and cause us to maybe ask some questions that we've never asked before, to think about the scriptures in a new way, um, because our life flows out of our doctrine. We don't really think that very often, but our life flows out of our theology, what we believe about God, what we believe God expects of us, who we think he is, who we think we are, et cetera, et cetera. So we think this is an important segment on the podcast. We hope that you are enjoying it. We would just uh, ask you to like it, uh, give us a review that helps other people find us, share it on Facebook or whatever social media you got, or share it with your friends. If you find it helpful, we'd really appreciate it. On the podcast with me today, men, would you introduce yourselves? How's it going, guys? I'm Alex. Kevin Knorr. And Rob Swagstra. Alex has no last name this week. <laughs> Tate. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing it for a year and a half. This, this week, he just decides. You know my last name, name by now. <laughs> dropping the last first name, first name basis, basis from now right. on. We got a relationship, if you're, if you're listening. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, we're working through the Westminster Confession of Faith. And we have made it. I mean, we are we are getting close, guys. We are probably three quarters of the way done with the Westminster. We are in chapter twenty-two. Chapter twenty-two is of lawful oaths and vows. So we just came out of the chapter that was talking about uh, the right worship of God, and one of the things that was included in that that, that Scripture um, approves of in our right worship of God is making oaths and vows before God. We briefly talked about it, but this is interesting. Out of all of the things, if we were writing a confession of faith today, Rob, do you think we would spend a whole chapter on oaths and vows? Oh, no, this is, this is completely something outside of the, the realm of the 21st century, unfortunately. Yeah, it really is. And it, in one sense, it's kind of sad because we are so okay and used to people lying yeah. and people making flippant vows and promises and oaths and just not being held accountable for it. Yeah, right. Just not being a big deal. Right. You have that contractor, yeah, I'll be there next week. Yeah. If you know anything about contractors... They ain't coming. <laughs> <laughs> is that, don't take that oath to the bank, okay? They, are not, they might think about it next week, but something's going to come up and they're going to have an excuse most of the time. Um, and we know, so I don't think this is in the forefront of most Christians' minds, and, but the Westminster Divines thought it needed to be. And we want to remember that this was written in the context of the Reformation, coming out of the Reformation, coming out of a lot of changes that the Reformation brought, specifically with Catholic priests um, coming out of the papacy. So coming out of the the many of them making vows of celibacy, 
because mm. that's what you have to do, right? To be, to be a priest, you have yeah. to make a vow of celibacy. And so they're coming out, having made some vows, and now they're asking, do I have to keep these vows? Yeah. Well, I also made a vow to, you know, do this, this, and this. You know, does, can I obey one vow and disobey one vow? What, mm. How do I know if a vow is righteous, if a vow is good, if God, if I have to keep said vow, right? Mm. So the Westminster, they're kind of writing it in that context to deal with, to deal with a lot of that. So mm. let's just get into this and let's start, let's start talking about it, okay? Kevin, you want to read it for us? You bet. A lawful oath is a part of religious worship, wherein, upon just occasion, the person swearing solemnly calleth God to witness what he asserteth or promiseth, and to judge him according to the truth or falsehood of what he sweareth. Okay. Sounds like King James. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. It is. It is. Um, which is interesting because... Even when you get into a lot of oaths, the oaths that we still have mm-hmm. today, they sound like King James. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> because they were made in that day and age, and we've we we've, we've stuck with them for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lawful oath is a part mm-hmm. of a religious worship, wherein, upon just occasion, the person swearing solemnly calls God to witness what he asserteth. Or promiseth, and to judge him according to the truth or falsehood of what he sweareth. Hmm. So an oath is a special religious worship where I'm saying, I swear to God, or hmm. I swear on the Bible, right? To do these things, or so help me hmm. God, right? Now, we're going to get into this is called lawful oaths and vows. We think it in this when this was written, there were there were some clear differences between oaths and vows. Mm-hmm. Upon re- researching them, and I, I've I've read some scholars, and they say, yeah, there's a difference. And then when they explain the difference, <laughs> either I'm not smart enough to understand <laughs> it, but I'm like, that sounds like the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, because we know we make our vows on our wedding day, yeah. and our vows. We're saying our vows to our spouse, but our vows are also an oath we're giving to God, yeah. right? So when I break my vow with my wife, I'm not just sinning against her. Mm-hmm. I'm sinning against God. I'm breaking yeah. my oath that I made to God, right? When a witness is on the witness stand and he puts his hand on the Bible and he swears to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help me God, he's not just committing perjury if he lies and sinning against the court, he's also sinning against God. Mm -hmm. So I don't really understand the difference between an oath and a vow. I think they're very similar. I think there might be some distinction in Mm -hmm. there, but I think the differences are very small. Any other comment you guys got? Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. I think that the, to to slice it too thinly is is probably getting away from the the point that, that I think the divines are wanting to have here, and that is that uh, what we, the, the way we use our words and the things that we are promising, uh, is, and I think what's interesting that very first phrase is a part of religious worship. So they now are taking religious worship outdoors, if you will, or out into the public square, or out into you know places where oaths or vows are being made. And they're saying, when you're out there, you're worshiping. You're worshiping God by 
by making a vow or an oath and, of course, then by then standing to that vow or oath. And so I, th- I, think, it's, I think that's what's most helpful for us, yeah. even in our, in our day, that as we think about the vows or oaths that we are, that we are making. So let's just go on to that, you know, that just those, those few vows and oaths that are still required of us. It is part of our religious worship. It's part of worship. So my loving my wife as I was, that I vowed I would do, you know, in good times and not so good times, that's part of my religious worship, and I think that's what's helpful in this. In, in this, uh... yeah. So I think there are vows and oaths that we make inside the church, and like you just pointed out, there's vows and oaths that we make outside yeah. of the church. They're all religious. Yeah, they're all religious because they're appealing to an ultimate authority to look down and to hold us accountable to what we say we're going to do. Yeah. Right. And so that. In Rob's example that you just gave, the wedding, there is no uh, unreligious wedding. Right. There right. is no such thing as a secular, secular wedding. wedding. Right. There, there isn't. So that's why a Christian cannot, in good conscience, attend a homosexual quote-unquote wedding, mm-hmm. even, even though there is no such thing because it requires a man and woman to actually have a, a wedding. Because that is a religious ceremony, and they're appealing to something to make a, a vow, yeah. right? To make an oath. And if it's not God, what is it? It's an it's an idol, right? It's ultimately an idol. Yeah, yeah. So, so think about some oaths that we have in our church. What what are some oaths that we have in our church? Well, we've got uh, the um, parents. We do the one. Well, I guess the, the, we have them express it both in pedal baptism, uh-huh. uh, infant baptism, and then also with regards to dedication. So they're making a vow before the church. And I think the church is making a yeah, vow with the them, aren't they? Yeah, yeah the yes. congregation is, is expressing it back to them as well, yeah. that we are there for them as well as part of the covenant community to be, uh, you know, it's, it's on us as a community of believers to be helping our parents in raising of their children in mm-hmm. the appropriate ways. Yeah, they're making a, I mean, they make an oath to pray for, mm-hmm. yeah. to help disciple these these children yeah. In, yeah. in the ordinary means of grace, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they're in that, that's a solemn, worship, um, worshipful expression there, mm-hmm. where we're calling God to witness what we're promising. So we're saying, God, hold me accountable to this. Yeah. Like if I break, if I don't do this, then I'm going to be sinning against you. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not just flippantly kind of reading words up on the screen. The same with parents that are um, baptizing their children. They're promising. Yeah to raise their child up in the way that he should go. Yeah. Right? I think it's really good, too, that we put, like, with God helping me, you know, because we will mm-hmm. fall short. We will, you yeah. know, slip away. We will forget, you know, but in the process of that, like, knowing that there's forgiveness and um, we can get back at loving them well and helping disciple them. Yeah. Now, it's interesting. Many people don't think that making vows is actually, an oaths, is actually a bib- something that's commanded in in the scripture. Mm-hmm. But but it is. It's it's commanded in both the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And in the New Testament you witness Paul do it himself. Yeah. Yeah. Many many different times. He 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 says I want God to to hold me accountable for for yeah. what I'm promising to do here or what I what I say or or testifying about his own heart, you know. He 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 does this as well. Do we have any scriptures on that, Kevin? On uh, on the first article? Yeah. Yeah, Deuteronomy. Uh, Deuteronomy ten twenty, you sh- you shall fear the Lord your God. You shall serve him with, and hold fast to him, 
and by his name you shall swear. Hmm. And then Leviticus 19.12 reads, You shall not swear by not my name falsely, and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. Hmm. So making that distinction between not swearing falsely. Yeah. 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 We're, we're calling on God to be the witness and to hold us accountable mm-hmm. for, the, for the commitment yeah. that we're making, yeah. the pledge that we're making yeah. in that scenario. So is there a, a bad vow or oath that people make? Or Oh, yeah. Mm. There's all kind of them. And actually, number two uh, <laughs> kind of leads into some of those. Yes, okay. it does. Sweet. Be, yeah. Kevin, you want to read number two? The name of God only is that by which men ought to swear, and therein it is to be used with all holy fear and reverence. Therefore, to swear vainly or rashly by that glorious and dreadful name, or to swear at all by any other thing, is sinful and to be abhorred. Yet, as in matters of weight and moment, an oath is warranted by the word of God under the New Testament as well as under the Old. So a lawful oath being imposed by lawful authority in such matters ought to be taken. Okay. Kind of long. But let's go through and break it down uh, sentence by sentence. The name of God only is that by which men ought to swear. And therein it is to be used with all holy fear Mm. and reverence. What's the text for that? We got Deuteronomy 6.13. It is the Lord your God you shall fear. Him you shall serve and by his name you shall swear. Okay. So remember, we don't swear by the gold on the temple. We don't. That's in scripture. We yeah. don't swear by the altar in the mm-hmm. in the temple. We don't. We don't swear by anything else. If we're going to make us, if we're going to make an oath, we swear in the name of God. Yeah. That's the. That's what's appropriate for a Christian. Okay. And when we do it, we don't do it flippantly. Yeah. Like in in many, we know this. You know, we're telling a story, and I mean, I don't. I'm not in this habit, but some people are in this habit. Oh, I swear to God that happened. I swear yeah. to God. Yeah. Like. If the, yeah. That is an in, inappropriate use of swearing to God. Yeah, right? it seems like to be that to swear vainly. That yeah. seems to be kind of just this, you know, vain moment of expressing that. Yeah, which we need to point out too. To swear means to take an oh. oath. I swear. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean to quote unquote cuss like yeah. we think. Yeah. We're swearing. We're saying, I swear to God. I, I'm vowing to do something. I'm vowing. I'm telling the truth, etc. Mm-hmm. In a way that's inappropriate. Okay, so therefore to swear vainly or rashly by that glorious and dreadful name. First off, let's just start start right there. Can you think of in scripture anywhere that people sweared vainly or rashly? Well, there is the poor fellow in Judges. I'm not sure if you think are thinking of him, but uh, I believe he swore that he would sacrifice whatever came through the door of his house when he yeah. came back if God would win him a victory. Uh-huh. And unfortunately... His, what is it, daughter? His daughter. Yeah. yeah, his daughter. Yeah. Yeah, there's one for sure. I think... Um, I wonder if, you know, Peter, if Peter's... Hmm. I'll never I'll never leave you, Lord. You yeah. know, if that, if that was a... Hmm. That was definitely a rash statement. It was a rash statement. It was definitely myself. a rash statement. It's yeah. it's, um, and there I can't I can't think of the top of my head. Oh, mm, I wonder if it was a vow. 
or a state. I'm thinking of my so Ananias and Sapphira. Oh yeah, sure. You know, saying that they were going to give uh, all of their proceeds of the sale of that property to to God, and then yeah. they lied against the Holy Spirit there, and, mm. and they were killed. So I think there's some some examples in Scripture where we swear vainly or rashly um, by that glorious and dreadful name. Mm. Mm. Dreadful as in we should fear God yeah. and to sin against him is to invite cursing into our life, right? Mm-hmm. You're blessed in your obedience, you're cursed in your yeah. disobedience, and so we should fear that we... Well, you know what? You, we have all kind of vows in the Old Testament. We, the God's people to God... We promise to keep your covenant. Oh, yeah, right. We promise to keep your covenant. We'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah. Three days later, they, 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 it's broken, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Or to swear at all by any other thing is sinful. So to make a vain promise, oh, I, I mean, just think of it. How many times do we do this? I swear to God, mm-hmm. I'll do. do, 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 do. Yeah. That's sinful. Yeah. Right? To, to, to make a. To, to make a vow rashly, so without um, sufficient thought and weighing of options and the use of wisdom to just, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll, I promise I'll do it right now. That's sinful. Yeah. Um, or to swear by any other thing. So to swear in the name of anything else is sinful. And to be abhorred. You got a text for that? James 5.12. But above all, my brothers, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, so that you may not fall under condemnation. Okay, so we're not to swear by anything else, and we're not rashly. Kind of see where this is coming from. It's coming from ultimately he's wanting us to be people who, God is wanting us to be people who are like him, speak truth. And when we say something, we say we will do it. So we go all the way back to our kind of our joke with our contractor. You know, uh, I think God would call us to whenever we say something to someone that we will follow through with that or at least be able to go back and say, hey, I am unable to be there. You know, so it's this idea of at least being truthful that we're that's that's what we're aiming towards. Ultimately, our yes be yes or our no be no. And Mm. people can count on that. Yeah. And we often forget how much words matter. Mm. Mm. And we know the second member of the Trinity, Jesus, is the Word of God personified. He's the Word made flesh. That words matter. Yeah. And to use our words in a way that tries to conceal meaning or conceal intent rather than how words are meant to be used to reveal meaning and to reveal intent mm. should be abhorred. Should be abhorred. Yeah. We should be disgusted by that. We mm-hmm. should want clear speaking, honest answers, truthful writing, and, and not like, what are they really trying to say there? You know, and, and just kind of deceitful, mm-hmm. just deceitful manipulation, manipulating communication. Yeah. Um, 
I didn't say I, I, I didn't promise I was going to be there. I said I was going to try to make it mm. by Monday. You know, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. It's to be abhorred. Mm. Absolutely abhorred. And we don't use that word very often, abhorred. No, no, we don't. <laughs> but it's, it's to be hated. We should hate the breaking of vows. Yeah. We should hate the flippant use of our language. We should hate that our yes is not yes and our no is not no. Yeah. You know, I have to say that I think this, as we're thinking this through and talking about this, particularly of how we use our, our word, this is where the gospel is so beautiful. Because I think of, you read out of James, Kevin, just mm-hmm. a minute ago, chapter five. Well, yep. we know chapter three, James chapter three is all about the use of the tongue. Yep. And it's, James knows what we know. And that is, if there's going to be one place that you're going to find sin in us, it's how we use mm. our words. Yeah. How quickly our words... Uh, really entangle us, how quickly our words condemn us. Uh, so as I'm thinking about this, and I'm already thinking about some things I've told people this last week <laughs> that I need to follow through on, I'm realizing, man, praise God for the gospel. Praise God for the cross because we need a great Savior because this, I think this, interestingly enough, this little section on lawful oaths, on lawful oaths and vows is pretty convicting when you come down to how are we using our words and how quickly that does condemn us, but what a great savior that we have, yeah. that yeah. he is, uh, he died for this as well. That's good yeah. news. Yeah, and we should be patient and thoughtful when we are making vows. Yes. You know, that this is not, I'm just going to say whatever, whatever this guy tells me to say so that I can get to what I really want or get to the next thing in life, or I want to get on my honeymoon with my wife, or I want to get into this club, or I want to get into this church. We should be thoughtful about the commitments we're making. So one I'm thinking of, another, probably the, one of the biggest vows we make at Sacred City is our membership covenant. Yeah. And the elders, you know, we go through there and this is what we promise to do for you. This is what we're covenanting to do for you. We're making a vow and an oath before God to be these type of men, to, to, to do these different things. And then we're asking the people of Sacred City to make these vows and make this covenant, these oaths with us. And they're promising to do these things. Yeah. Now, we're making a vow to God. Now, if I violate, if, if the elders violate those top whatever, however many of them they are, then, then you would have reasons for you know, leaving, leaving a church and we broke our vow and, and, and therefore you could have a right reason to, to leave the church if we didn't repent or whatever. Mm-hmm. But how many of us, we make vows... But in reality, all we're saying is, as long as you keep giving me what I want, I'll be here. Mm. We're not really saying, I, I, yes, I'm making an oath to do this. I'm making a vow. We're more making a commercial contract or something. Yeah. So, you know, like, yeah, service rendered kind yeah. of an idea. Yeah. 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 So as long as I like your preaching, yeah. then I'll keep Stick doing around. these things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Or as long as you have a youth ministry that, that my, my teenagers can go to, <laughs> Then I'll, I'll do these things. Yeah. Yeah. But if you ever didn't have that or you ever stopped providing that service that I really appreciate mm-hmm. or you hired a new worship director or you hired somebody, whatever, yeah. then I'm, I'm taking my, my oath and going to another church, mm-hmm. right? I, I just think we don't put very much value in yeah. this today. And mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think we need to. Mm-hmm. We need to be more thoughtful with it. Yet as in matters of weight and moment... An oath is warranted by the word of God under the New Testament as well as under the Old. 
text. So I'll start with the old Isaiah 65, 16. So that he who blesses himself in the land shall bless himself by the God of truth. And he who takes an oath in the land shall swear by the God of truth. Hmm. Because the former troubles are forgotten and are hidden from my eyes. And then Hebrews 6, 16 says... For people swear by something greater than themselves, and in all their disputes, an oath is final for confirmation. There it is. Old Testament, New Testament confirmation that oath, making oaths is biblical. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about this for a second. We know we're commanded to be people of the truth, and we're commanded to be to, to not lie, right? That's that's a sin, mm-hmm. to lie. So if if we're commanded to speak the truth all the time, then what's, why do we make oaths? Aren't we supposed to be truthful all the time? Because scripture commands us to. Sin. <laughs> okay. The Bible says so. All right. Touche. Got it. Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What else? Or what? So, yeah. practically. I, I think for a lot of people, it's just, uh, they don't believe what you're going to, what you say that you're going to do it, you know? So it's like, all right, now it's written down. It's in contract. Um, now you have to go forth with what you're going to do or there'll be consequences. Okay, so some accountability. Yeah. So, sounds like some accountability. Okay, yeah. You've got me stumped. Ah. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. Well, I'm thinking it's just, I mean, it says, it says right here, in matters of weight and moment. Hmm. Huh, yeah. So there are some things that have more weight. Sure. And, and there have a more, more gravitas more glory it's it's a it's a more important moment mm. me telling my wife yes i will pick up bacon on my way home from work right right is less has less weight and less importance than i promise to be faithful to you yeah right yeah absolutely and so though i'm i'm still a liar if i break that promise and i and i i will probably just get home and go ah all right i'm going back up there and do it. you know i'll go yeah, do it now sure but there's there, we're meant to have moments that have gravitas, that this is a big deal. Pay attention to it. Yeah. Mm. You're stepping on the stand. Somebody's life could be hanging in the balance right now. Yeah. Don't be flippant with your words. Mm-hmm. Be all here. Be focused. Know exactly what you're saying, exactly what you're doing. Be measured with what you're saying. Make your vow, right? Same thing with a, a wedding, with our wedding vows. This is, you're, hopefully you're never doing this again. Right. This is it. Pay attention. Be here. Mm-hmm. Know what you're saying. And then calling God into this agreement that he's witnessing it, that his presence is here, that there's witnesses in the crowd, that this is both a religious worship and a legal ceremony, and this has weight. Mm. Treat it treat it like, like it does, right? Um, which is why you should not elope to Vegas and go let Elvis... Uh, Marry you, put yep. the sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> so, so why why do we do this? Um, because there there are moments that are meant to carry more weight and have more gravity. Yep. There are more important moments in our life, yeah, mm-hmm. right, than just saying, "Yeah, I'll pick up the bacon." Then, yes, I will. I promise to have and to hold from till death do us part. Yeah, yep. right. Yeah, the quant- consequences of me picking up bacon yeah. are less. Severe than breaking that cov- that covenant, right? Yeah. That moment. Okay. So a lawful oath being imposed by a lawful authority in such matters ought to be taken. Text. 
Yeah, we had Ezra 10, 5. Then Ezra arose and made the leading priests and the Levites and all the Israel take an oath that they would do as had been said. So they took the oath. All right, Ezra mm. 10, coming well, up. Yeah. Coming up. We'll talk about it. How many times is the oaths used in that verse? Three yeah, times, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. They're not messing around there. So lawful oath being imposed by lawful authority is in such matters ought to be taken. So making oaths is a good thing, is a biblical thing, is something we should do. Um, now, later on, Alex, we're going to get into, I think, three and four in the next podcast that's going to talk about what do you do when, you, when you've made an improper oath, mm. right? Now, I remember as a kid, right, I... <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Being a sinner and swearing, I, I swear I'm going to kill you, Javin, or, yeah. or Jordan, my brother, you know. Yeah. Like, I swear <laughs> I'm going to. Now, am I swearing? Should I fulfill that, should I sh- fulfill that vow? Like, if I, yeah. when I come to my ses- senses, should I, and I've made that oath, should I fulfill it? You know, like, obviously we would, we would say no. So there's going to be, we're going to talk about this later on, but the, sometimes you can make a vow and you can make an oath that you come later to see yeah. that was sinful. Yeah. That was wrong. Mm. And... Scripture is Scripture does speak to that, and yeah. we'll we'll talk to that in the next podcast. Okay, any other thoughts on this? Let's move through first first two articles. All right, words matter, and words especially matter in solemn, weighty moments. All right, so let's uh, be men and women of truth, and let's keep our oaths. Guys, if you have any questions, please email me, Justin at SacredCityChurch.com or Rob at SacredCityChurch.com. We love you. We are praying for you. God bless you.